Growing up, I was your typical Asian kid. You know the ones that are told they can do anything with their life? I basically, by the age of 15, thought I was going to be a lawyer, a journalist, an architect, oh, and a ballerina maybe, a little on the side, even though secretly I can't dance. I found myself doing an IT degree at university and upon failing miserably, stumbled my way into marketing. Fast forward 11 years, a lot of companies, and I'm in Philadelphia, and that brings us This week, we're going to hear from Fabled's other co-host, Renita. Hi guys, happy Wednesday. It'll actually probably be Friday. It also depends on whereabouts in the world you are, because some people might get this on Friday, some people might get this on Thursday. Well, where I am, which is currently (laughs) Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on the east coast of the United States, it is actually Wednesday. How about you just say, welcome to Fabled. Welcome to Fabled, I'm Renita, the other host. Why don't we go back, way back? Tell us a bit about that. I was born in Malaysia, actually, which is in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved to Australia when I was three, so I don't really remember a lot of the Malaysia part of my upbringing, but my family moved to Sydney as immigrants, I guess, and I watched my parents grow from really successful jobs in Malaysia to really having to start over in Sydney, and I think that taught me a lot about life and work ethic and what I wanted to do with my life and seeing my parents really move to another country to give my brother and I a better future like that really was kind of the catalyst to some of the choices I've made over my life as well. What was the transition like for them from going from the jobs they had to moving to Australia to start all over again? I think they would use those exact words. Like it really was starting all over again. And I remember when we first moved to Sydney, we lived in a two-bedroom apartment out in the south of Sydney. Like not flash, not big. And we'd come from Malaysia where we had, I think my parents had a driver, a nanny, a couple of maids, a cook. So to come from that to four of us in a two-bedroom apartment, we arrived during Sydney's winter, which isn't really that bad. But when you've lived in a tropical country, it is actually that bad. So I remember being in this tiny apartment and feeling really cold and watching my parents try to get new jobs and establish their careers all over again. It really was starting from scratch for them. What's your earliest memory of moving to Australia? I remember having my first Tim Tam. I kid you not. I know I work for Campbell Arnott's and you're like, this is a product place, but it's not. I remember being around, I don't know, maybe six or seven. I remember being in our apartment in um, the south of Sydney. I remember my mum making Milo for all the Australian kids out there, Milo. Milo, and I remember that we had Tim Tams. And I remember thinking, this is really great. What was it like growing up in Australia? We call Australia the lucky country and I think it's definitely the kind of place where if you wanted to take an opportunity or really seize the moment and create your own destiny, you can definitely do that. I was that entrepreneurial child even from a young age and I remember selling my lunch to people at school. I remember like I had a candle making business when I was in sixth grade, which is kind of crazy, but I always knew that I wanted to be entrepreneurial and sell stuff, weirdly enough. I didn't know what, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um funny story actually which many people don't know when I was 16 I actually came up with my first business idea and you actually started to execute the business idea I did it was called innerbox.com and it was actually a 
let's call it a subscription box service of products that you could send to yourself or to someone else as a gift. And I realistically think I may have created the first Birchbox or the first subscription service out there that, you know, 15 years later, we're all kind of signed up to. And I just got my Birchbox in the mail today and I know it's a big deal and it's starting to rise. So I actually think I was a little before my time, but maybe if I'd actually gone ahead with that, we'd be in a very different place right now. Oh, hindsight. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I think over the years, I've had these crazy out of left field business ideas and I've tried executing some of them to some degree and never really followed through with them until quite recently with some of the stuff that we're doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like it always has been something in me to be a little bit entrepreneurial, a little bit left field and kind of do things my own way. Pretty much you started IT, you weren't very good at IT, And then I ended IT. You ended IT and then you tried to switch to another degree, which I think you said was journalism, but there was a bit of a problem switching. Yeah, there was some administrative issues with applications that weren't missing. So, I basically kind of had the option of sticking with... Wait a second. So, you, you glazed over that administrative issues. What exactly happened? I like to call it fate, but as it turns out, the University Admission Center inadvertently did not receive my application to transfer into journalism and as a result I was given the option to finish my current degree or do another six more months and I thought well if I'm gonna be here marketing seems like something I'm mildly interested in maybe I should go and look at that and I made the choice to do marketing because hey IT as we've established was not really (laughs) gonna be my thing. And you work with some pretty impressive companies. I've worked on the Dove brand, I've worked on Sunsilk Shampoo, I've worked on Continental Food Products, I worked on Laundry Powder for a while there, and that I currently work... must have been an worked... exciting part of your career. Hey, I know a lot about how people use top loaders and front loaders, and I can tell you how to get maximum clean for minimum suds. <laughs> Was that an endorsement by uh, Omo? <laughs> Uh, technically no, because I'm not currently employed by the uh, people that own Omo. Um, and I currently work for Campbell's Soup Company... Also got some pretty funny accolades. One of them being that you were a guest judge on a reality TV show. I guess it comes down to the fact that I am a firm believer in taking any opportunity you're given. And over the last 11 years, I've had some pretty amazing opportunities and some pretty ridiculous ones. One of the more ridiculous ones was a brand I was working on, Impulse, was sponsoring Australia's Next Top Models. So I went on the show as a guest judge and taught some models about commercial modelling. Pretty much ended up in marketing, not by choice. Fell in love with marketing. You're now 32, in your dream job, which you can't talk about for top secret fear of death reasons. You've had a pretty good run. What? Why you? Everyone like to think that they're the most skilled person or they're the most qualified for a job. But I've always had this philosophy about having something really different about who I am and really building my own personal brand. I guess you could call it having a really distinct USP. So USP is essentially just a way to stand out. What what makes you or what makes your business unique from everything else that's out there? Is that right? Exactly. And it's finding ways to carve out a point of difference. It's finding those opportunities, whether you're a business or a brand, to you know, sponsor that event or go after that space or range yourself in that store that's going to make you different and stand Mm -hmm. out. And as a person that's looking for employment or trying to break into the entrepreneurial space or even build your own business, your USP is going to be what people remember. 
If you meet someone at a party, I like to think of it, you know, the first question someone asks you is, so what do you do? Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to just say, I'm Renita, I'm a marketer. Because, oh, yep, forgettable. I'm getting another glass of wine. Move over. I want people to go, oh, Renita. I heard about her. She's this commercially creative, marketing, innovative genius who's works on all these brands and has something different about her. And I want to be memorable. How do you apply that to businesses or to brands that you have worked with and are working with now? I really think it's about finding your brand's higher level purpose. If you're launching like a cupcake business, don't just be a great tasting cupcake. Be the only cupcake business that understands people with eating problems and helps them live the way they want to live. It's finding a higher level purpose and finding a reason to be in your consumer or your customer's life that goes beyond the role your product features. Mm -hmm. Every great brand has that one thing that makes them stand out. How does a brand find that? It definitely depends where your brand is on its life cycle. So if you're a brand new brand, you're in the great spot of being able to create that. Uh And that's really about taking your product and watching people use it, interact with it and see what kind of needs it's actually meeting in people's lives Mm -hmm. and see what that higher level purpose is. And once you kind of unlock that, you'll realize it because it's gold. What do you mean by high level purpose? So let's think about, I'm, a, I'm launching a new skincare company, yep. Renita's Skincare. It's a range of moisturizers and cleansers that are really great, but you know, they're like every other moisturizer mm-hmm. and cleanser. The market's already cluttered. There's exactly. loads of other... I want to come into that space, but I'm going to do it by giving women confidence. Yep. I'm going to be the only brand that makes women feel the most beautiful they can be 24 hours a day. I'm that secret best friend that you can have in your handbag that no one knows you have, but makes you look amazing. Mm-hmm. That's my USP. I'm your best friend. So you would essentially target your brand at just everything that has to do with making women feel confident. Exactly. What if your brand is already existing? You're maybe two, three years down that process and you already have a brand, somewhat of an identity. What do you do then? Talk to your super fans. Ask your super fans why they buy you what role you fulfill in their life and what they would do if you got taken away. And you'll realize it goes so much beyond whatever product or service you're fulfilling, but that a high level need that you're actually meeting in their world. Once you've identified it, what do you do then? You maximize it. You look at every element of your marketing and sales mix and you make sure that what you're doing is you're taking that USP Uh and you're putting it across all of those things. Every touch point Uh someone encounters should reflect you and your brand. I have a funny activity for us to do. I want to Google brand Renita right now. And he's really doing this in real time. So, interestingly enough, my MySpace profile actually comes up, so I need to do some work on that. But otherwise, I think that's pretty consistent with who I am. Actually, the third thing that shows up, the number three placing, is this podcast. This very podcast. Google for the win. So, there's a, there is a tip for you all. Google yourself, because I guarantee you, brand, any of your customers will be Googling you. And the internet makes it super easy to do that, because it doesn't take a long time to get an Instagram profile that's totally pimping. Can we say pimping on the radio? We can say pimping. I'm totally just looking at your MySpace profile right now. (laughs) But, you know, Rod, I think you've done a really great job of cultivating brand Rodney on your Instagram. Like, every image looks consistent. You're projecting a really strong brand voice. 
has been episode number two of Fabled. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week as we interview one of our fellow businesses. <laughs>